Don, how is that? I just want to acknowledge that uh, those who are joining us from New York, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, North Hampshire, Florida, Washington, Massachusetts, Michigan, the Ukraine. Can we just thank those who are joining us online? Where's Dan? Dan, come on. So I watched some of your faces. That's why they spike the punch at your parties. Because... There's some joy that comes when we just sing. I promise you, I didn't give you permission to drink at your parties or spike the punch at the party. I'm trying to say this. We're going to try and sing this again. Feliz Navidad. Because there is something that you need to understand. Joy is not something that comes. It's something you invite. Something that you decide, I'm going to be. Joy is always a product of gratitude, a thankful heart. Here we are today. You look mighty fine. You smell so good. You're breathing. You're alive. Jesus loves you. He knows your name. So I'm going to invite all of our campuses and those who join us on the line. I would love for you to take out your cell phone. Come on, just do it. We're not a cult. This is okay. And I want you to put on your flashlight. Come on, just do it. Just turn to your neighbor and say, just do it. Just do it. It's going to be so awesome. Come on, Greece campus. Oh, this is going to be so awesome. We, we, we are just practicing joy right now. We are practicing celebration right now. If you have a cell phone and you don't know how to switch on the light, find a 12-year-old on your row, pass your cell phone, and they'll get it back to you. It's going to be so awesome. Now, the best part of this is you've got to sing really loud like it's the end of the world tomorrow. Because nothing matters than the fact that we are here as one. Celebrated around one thing that God loved us so much that He sent His Son. Now I got you to be really loud. Would you turn to the person next to you and say, 
I apologize for what's coming out of me next. But we're going to pop and blow, baby. Come on, let's all stand together at all of our campuses. Those who are joining us online, get a flashlight. If you in Starbucks, you will not get arrested. They're going to love you. All right, are you ready? Come on, let's. Feliz Navidad. Come on. Come on. Feliz Navidad. Yeah. Feliz Navidad. Prospero años y felicidad. Yeah, jiggy, 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 baby. I want to wish you a, a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. Now your turn, I won. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Everybody from the bottom of my heart. Yeah, come on. Oh, you may switch your cell phone off and take a seat. Oh, man, you guys look so much better happy. That's how you get a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Practice happy. That's how it goes. I'm so excited. Christmas is a really interesting part. And my job right now is to set up part of the rest of the program that we have curated. And we want to thank our volunteer teams and production teams and everybody that's been involved for hours and hours on end. Now, like my family, I'm sure your family started Christmas preparation early. For some of you, early as tonight. <laughs> for others, early was last year's sales. I know you. I've seen you buy all this sales stuff, hide it in the attic. This is good. This is how you roll. In my house, the amount of Amazon boxes that have arrived worries me. And part of those are mine. I've already returned a lot of those. It's called buyer's remorse. And, and you walk through the shops and, and, and the joy, the joy of what's before you, you You've broken every promise of what we're not going to spend because it's the season. Um, for 20 years, we went to go cut down live trees. We've got our fake, first fake tree. God bless America. It's amazing. It looks so great, and I don't have to water it. I don't know why I'm always the watering person. It is amazing. The, the fun in the house and the excitement and all that's coming and the the cinnamon and the flavors and the traditions is so amazing. But in, in the midst of it, it happens so quickly. The, the tree that you, cut, that you bought at uh, Home Depot and Pete's Farm and you paid $48 in three weeks' time. It's on the sidewalk and now you're going to fight with the town. How long is it going to take before the tree gets picked up? And, and all the papers everywhere in the house and trash day. It doesn't look like trash day. It looks like moving day. It, it is just... Amazing, and in the midst of it, you ask yourself, what is Christmas really all about? Well, the answer is simple. You say, it's the birthday of Jesus. Well, how can the ageless one have a birthday? Because he was, and is, and forever will be. Then we get real technical and say, it's the birthday of his coming. God reincarnated as man. He incarnated, not reincarnated, incarnated as man. We go like, yes, that's what it is. 
And the only way we understand is when we look at birthdays. Birthday parties in our lives because every one of us have one of those once a year. And if you've got a really big family, you have many of those you've got to go to. And sometimes when you drive there, you go like, can't we just have one for everybody and get it over with? Because birthday parties are so amazing. It's, it's the preparation. And I want you to know, um, I'm so thankful for my wife because she has made our world beautiful. I, I come from a Dutch family. Um, you get two balloons because you have two hands. That's how it works. Um, it, 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 it was never that lavish, but that was not a sign of love. I was deeply loved. But in my home, oh man, my wife goes over the stinking top because there's so much that's got to be prepared. And, and then on the birthday, it, it's the, the three-year-old that sits on the side of the table. Let's just call her Bella. Here is Bella. Family is gathering. And today, Bella's four years old. And, and all the gifts and, and all the attention. And the Western society is on Bella. And we go like, Bella, you have survived 365 days. You have added it to your life, Bella. That's so awesome. And everything's about Bella. But when we look on the other side of the cake, we see two very exhausted parents that survived 365 days. On the other side, we see very broke grandparents that spend more money on Bella than they ever should. We see family and friends that were all part of Bella's world. And really, this is not a celebration of Bella. If you stand back, it's a celebration of all of us together that has created this beautiful moment called birthday. In the same way, when we think about Christmas, we, we always think of an of a isolated thing. Um, but there is this beautiful poem that was written by John O'Donohue. It's called The Blessings for Your Birthday. But before uh, I take you there, I'm going to encourage you to read it with me. He was an Irish poet, author, priest, and philosopher. And the reason why I want you to read it with me, because I have the gift to make up my own words as I read, and I don't want you to miss his words, okay? So let's read this together as you see it on the screen, and it's called For Your Birthday. Blessed be the mind that dreamed today, the blueprint of your life, who would begin to glow on earth, illuminating all the faces and voices that would arrive to invite your soul to growth. Oh, I love this part. Parents, read it out loud. Praise be your father and mother who loved you before you were and trusted to call you here with no idea who you would be. Blessed be those who have loved you into becoming what you were meant to be. Blessed be those who have crossed your life with dark gifts of hurt and lust that have helped to school your mind in the art of disappointment. Now the poem goes on, but it makes you feel a little bit more depressing before it picks you up. And I thought, let me stop right here. Because what he is saying is that this moment of our lives is not just about us and what we 
are celebrating. It is about our father and mother. It's about our family. It is about the joys and the sorrow. It's about the empty and the full. It's about the mountain and it's about the valley. It's about the tears and it's about the laughter. It's about having and having not. It's about all of the above and here we are. And it's a moment of celebration because we are breathing and we are alive and God's thoughts over us will always remain to be good thoughts. Now, when we think about Jesus and He's coming, there is the scripture in the book of Luke chapter 2 verse 10 that we're going to read together. Now, remember, I am setting the stage because we're about to go from this moment in about three, four minutes into a beautiful reading of the story and modern day vignettes that you will need to make the connection for yourself. Because as we tie it all together, you will begin to understand that Christmas is not just about what I'm about to read. Because Luke chapter 10, 2 verse 10, and if you see the scripture behind us, I want you to read it out loud because we get to read this scripture probably just once a year. So here we go. It says this, but the angel said to him, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Come on. This will be a sign to you. He will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. But my friends, whenever we think about Christmas, we think about Jesus in a manger. But what would Christmas have been if it was not for the agenda of a loving God that promised that He would send a Savior? What would Christmas have been if it wasn't for the angels with anticipation after 7,000 years of promise? coming to finally declare it's happening. What would Christmas have been if it wasn't for the shepherds? If it wasn't for the evil, vindictive king that wanted to stop him? If it wasn't for the wise men that was wise enough not to stop looking that one day the promise will come into fruition? That, that's not even a word. Fruit, exactly what my wife is saying. Flourish. Exactly what my wife is saying, that one day the promise is going to happen and they're going to find this beautiful star. They never stopped looking up. What if it wasn't for them ignoring the plea of the king? What if it wasn't part of Joseph and Mary and all we think is a baby in a manger? You see, the story is not just about the one, it's about all. Now, I love balloons. As I explained to you, my family <laughs> it was a birthday. First of all, balloons always announce celebration. Always. You drive through a neighborhood and there's balloons tied to a mailbox. You don't go like, oh, poor me. They're going through a divorce. No, no. You know there is a party. There's a celebration. A baby is born. Something has happened. A balloon always announces a celebration. Now, my family growing up, there may have been one balloon. My wife 
lavish. She has taught us to love lavishly, live in a lavish, loving way. Part of the culture at the Father's house is what she taught me, how to live and express in a lavish way. So uh, that is so wonderful, but it's expensive and takes so much energy because my, my kids, it's their birthday, and when they go to bed, she says, baby, I've got 400 balloons and you need to blow them up. I go like, are we going to need an elephant? Are we going to get these balloons up? I'll be dead by, by 4 a.m. tomorrow morning blowing up these balloons. So I have a balloon compressor, people, because there is no no to my wife. She flicks her hair back, run, the dark run. Everybody runs. Why? Because in her mind, it comes once a year. We've got we've to announce the celebration. We're going to have a balloon bubble party, and it's going to be awesome. But you see, if the balloons were not tied down, they would simply just announce something great, but they would expand the expansiveness of nothing. The balloons have got to be tied down to something, and it is the tension between the anchor and the announcement that's the anticipation of the miracle. So let me explain. You see, it's not just about Joseph and Mary. What about Joseph and Mary? Well, it's about Mary's faith. An angel saying, after 7,000 years, Mary, and they tell us she's about 13, 14 years old. You are going to have a baby, and you're going to be impregnated by the Holy Spirit. He's going to be the Savior of the world. I, Mary, I would go like, say what? Right. She said, be it unto me according to your word. Then there is Joseph. I promise you when she told him that she's pregnant by the Holy Spirit, he didn't go like, of course you are. Hallelujah. Joseph had to have the courage to understand and believe that our community will not understand this. They're going to cast us out in the law of Moses. There is death by stoning if this happens. And Moses had the courage to believe and cover her perceived shame and says, I'm going to walk out what you believe and what I believe. It is the wise men that never stopped looking. And to this day, the Bible says, wise men look for him and they will find him. It's a reminder of the vindictive king. What is the vindictive king doing? It reminds us that there was a constant darkness trying to stop the arrival of the hope of heaven to bring light to the world and not only forgiveness. Can I remind you, the restorative power of God that was lost in the beginning. And it's a reminder to this very day that surrounding our world, whether we see it or believe it, there is very thick darkness that's trying to stop the message from God's love to get to your heart because it wants to leave you in a place of darkness and autocratic ownership because it knows once your heart sees, how could you not accept being reconciled and being restored to the love of God? It's about the shepherds. The shepherds during those days were seen on the exact same level of existence as sheep. They smelt like sheep. They lived with sheep. 
they would not even be recognized as part of the community. How God, when He announced that the promise is coming, that's good news for the whole world, He didn't go to the White House, didn't go to Parliament, He didn't go to Kings. I love how our God goes to the lowest of the lowest of the lowest and said, the good news is going to start at the bottom and travel all across the globe. It's a reminder of that tension that you may be feeling the lowest in your entire existence. This has been probably one of the hardest years. Your house may be empty of laughter. You may be carrying the load of the world and wish you were not here. But our God came to the lowest first to give them good news. Oh, the story is about the agenda of our Heavenly Father that loved us so much. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say, my friends, it's not only about them, it's about the rest of us. Because I love how this one author made this statement. His name is Gustav Maher. He says, tradition is not the worship of ashes but the preservation of fire. Oh. In other words, when we are coming together as a family and we are setting the table, inviting our friends, do you understand that we become the anchor to preserving the fire, to kindling the fire. We are not worshiping the ashes. That's why let the story of Christmas include us. That's why in Scripture, God keeps saying to His people, tell your children what God has done. Tell them that Christmas is not just about Jesus. It's about Jesus coming then, but there was a time when I was 13 years old when Jesus came to me and forever transformed me. This year, Jesus saved so many things. Jesus invaded my marriage. Jesus invaded my drifting. Jesus invaded my life. Jesus invaded my sadness. Jesus invaded my joy. Jesus was Emmanuel ever present in every breathing moment. He was in my dreams. He was in my nightmares. He is the one and I'm anchoring preserving the fire that Christmas is about Him then, now, and forever. So my friends, tell your children, remind yourself that you are too part, that the story of Christmas brushes against the fibers of your life and that of your family. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray, and then we're going to step into the narrative and the story. But before I do, on the right-hand side of every row, there is a bucket. I think it Greece, it could be in the middle, and you're going to find the candle. So everybody, if you're sitting on the left-hand side or the right-hand side, see if there is a bucket. You've got to find the bucket is there. Pass it along. Everybody's got to get a candle. And because at the end of this, we're going to do our favorite thing. We're going to to Silent Night by Candles. This is so important. Now, if you are watching online, get a lighter, get a candle. Join the moment. It's our movement. I want to make sure everybody, parents, if you've got kids, I want you to use discretion. Uh, this is 
candle, this is real wax, um, and we want to ask that you help eliminate any wax dropping in the campuses, and by all means, it would be delightful if you don't set the building on fire. So, I'm making sure all have got candles, Pastor Luke, I'm going to pray, then I'm going to pass it to you at the Greece campus, and going to pass it to the Life Center. God, as we're about to step into the next I pray that the story that we're about to hear and the beautiful vignettes that we're going to see will make a connection with the fabric and the fiber of our existence. God, I pray that the story of Jesus will reach past the manger into the very living breathing of our every moment now. Thank you for hearing this prayer. Amen. Pastor Luke, let me pass it to you. Once every 365 days, the world joins together to celebrate the greatest birth of all time. It's a party for all. It's a party only made possible by the greatest of love. It's a party that's been happening for 2,000 years and has never failed to include anyone who says yes to the invitation. Ways of life morph, technology advances, but the story of Jesus' birth is as relevant today as it was that starry night so long ago. And if we look closely, we just might see reflections of ourselves, of the people who were present at Jesus' birth. His story, our story, begins like this. God sent the angel Gabriel to the Galilean village of Nazareth to a virgin engaged to be married to a man descended from David. His name was Joseph and the virgin's name Mary. Upon entering, Gabriel greeted her. Good morning, you're beautiful with God's beauty, beautiful inside and out, God be with you. She was thoroughly shaken, wondering what was behind a greeting like that. But the angel assured her, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. He will be great, be called son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will rule Jacob's house forever, no end ever to his kingdom. Mary said to the angel, but how? I've never slept with a man. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest hover over you. Therefore, the child you bring to birth will be called holy son of God. Nothing you see is impossible with God. And Mary said, yes, I see it all now. I'm the Lord's maid, ready to serve. Let it be with me just as you say. Then the angel left her. I didn't know if I would actually make it. To the party, I mean. This baby has literally taken over everything. I no longer control my own body. You know, it's crazy to think that something the size of a gummy bear could wield such power. What I can eat, when I can sleep, even how things smell. Don't get me wrong, it's all worth it, I know that. I know that the moment I hold this little person in my arms, 
these feelings will instantly be replaced with love. Over the moon, do anything for you, head swimming kind of love. The kind from which I know I'll never recover. But right now, I'm really, really tired and starving, but queasy. And more than just a little bit irritated that none of the women who have gone before me had the decency to tell me just how hard it is to grow a human. Hey, is, is there any food at this party? Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. Before they came to the marriage bed, Joseph discovered she was pregnant. It was by the Holy Spirit, but he didn't know that. Joseph troubled, but noble, determined to take care of things quietly so Mary would not be disgraced. While he was trying to figure out a way, he had a dream. God's angel spoke in the dream. Joseph, son of David, don't hesitate to get married. Mary's pregnancy is spirit conceived. God's Holy Spirit has made her pregnant. She will bring a son to birth. And when she does, you, Joseph, will name him Jesus. God saves because he will save his people from their sins. Then Joseph woke up. He did exactly what the angel commanded in the dream. Yeah, I've had my doubts. But life's been the greatest teacher, hasn't it? Like, if you want something, you just got to work for it. Because nothing is free. And I think most people have an angle. And in order to get ahead, you just hope that yours is the sharpest. And I know, it sounds cynical. But I think if I'm, if I'm really being honest, at the end of the day, I just want it to mean something. I, actually, I need it to mean something. You know, like why we do what we do? Is it for ourselves, for family, or for love? I'm sorry, this isn't party talk. I gotta go find my family. About that time, Caesar Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the empire. Everyone had to travel to his own ancestral hometown to be accounted for. So Joseph went from the Galilean town of Nazareth up to Bethlehem in Judah, David's town, for the census. As a descendant of David, he had to go there. He went with Mary, his fiance, who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. She gave birth to a son, her firstborn. She wrapped him in a blanket and laid him in a manger because there was no room in the hostel. There were sheep herders camping in the neighborhood. They had set night watch over their sheep. Suddenly, God's angels stood among them and God's glory blazed around them. They were terrified. The angel said, don't be afraid. I am here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everyone worldwide. A savior has just been born in Davidstown a savior who is Messiah and master. This is what you are to look for, a baby wrapped in a blanket, lying in a manger. At once, the angel was joined by a huge angelic choir singing God's praises. Glory to God in the heavenly heights. Peace to all men and women on earth who please him. As the angel choir withdrew into heaven, the sheep herders talked it over. Let's go over to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. They left, running, and found Mary, Joseph, and the baby lying in the manger. Seeing was believing. 
They told everyone they met what the angels had said about this child. All who heard the sheep herders were impressed. The sheep herders returned and let loose, glorifying and praising God for everything they had heard and seen. It turned out exactly the way they'd been told. I was actually a little surprised to get the invite, but I'm really glad to be here. We got one of those low maintenance friendships. I don't have to worry if everything's okay just because we haven't talked for a while. He knows I got his back and vice versa. Life's hard enough and it helps to know you got people. You know what I mean? Anyways, here's the ice they needed. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem village, Judah territory, this was during Herod's kingship. A band of scholars arrived in Jerusalem from the east. They asked around, where can we find and pay homage to the newborn king of the Jews? We observed the star in the eastern sky that signaled his birth. We're on a pilgrimage to worship him. The star appeared again, the same star they had seen in the eastern skies. It led them on until it hovered over the place of the child. They could hardly contain themselves. They were in the right place. They had arrived at the right time. They entered the house and saw the child in the arms of Mary, his mother. Overcome, they kneeled and worshiped him. Then they opened their luggage and presented gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We wouldn't miss today for the world. It's hard living so far away from our family. We, we FaceTime together once a week, but it just isn't the same thing. We watch them from afar as best we can. I check the computer every day to see if they've posted any new pictures of the grandkids. We long for these times when we get together again. Yeah, it took us all day to get here. No direct flights out of Rochester, don't you know? <laughs> but you should see the looks on their faces when we come out of the terminal. You do what you have to do to be together. Now that John's retired, we always, always try, while we're there, to set up our next trip so that when we have to say our goodbyes, we have something to look forward to. Hey, babe, don't rumple those packages. Oh, sorry, dear. Okay. Blessed are those who believe what God says, believes every word. What God has done will never be forgotten. The God whose very name is holy, set apart from all others. His mercy flows in wave after wave and those who are in awe before him. He bared his arm and showed his strength, scattered the bluffing braggarts. He knocked tyrants off their high horses, pulled victims out of the mud. The starving poor sat down to a banquet. The callous rich were left out in the cold. He embraced his chosen child, Israel. He remembered and piled on the mercies, piled them high. It's exactly what he promised, beginning with Abraham and right up until now. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son. And this is why, by believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go through all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help, to put the world right again. That's the invitation, to join the celebration of Jesus' birth, to receive the life he gives, to be a part of the family. No exclusions, no VIPs, 
Will you join the party? Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round young bird, mother and child, you to just put your eye on your candle and now we're gonna sing it without them come on Keep looking at that candle and while the music's playing, just add yourself to God's story. Think about His goodness and His love for you. God, we want to say thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you that his sending has not stopped. 
that every day we are part of the fiber of that story. And if there is any heart in this place that is still closed, I thank you for your love that opens and gives us the grace to say yes to the restorative work of heaven. But thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. Now hold your candle up straight. It is selfie time. No, 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 don't. Don't salute me with your candle. It's just selfie time. If you don't know what that is, don't move. Because clearly you can't do two things at the same time. But all the selfie people, you can take out your camera real quick and, uh, and snap a picture with your family. And, and if you post it, hashtag TFHNY on that. Don't spill the wax. Don't. Don't, don't spoil the wax. If you can't do two things at the same time, focus on the candle. Focus on the candle. Take a quick picture. So beautiful, so beautiful, so beautiful. All right. At the count of three, we're going to blow out these candles. Now, don't go. Now, listen, this is important. There is very important that we all do it with baby breath, not dragon breath. And it's all important that after you blow it out, you keep it steady so the wax settles. All right. Now, don't be stubborn and be the only one in the building with a burning candle. All right. The count of three. One, two, three. Just blow it out. Blow it out. Blow it out. There is always nine stubborn people left in the building. <laughs> blow it out. Blow it out. Blow it. Three of you. Why? Why? That's all I'm asking is why. Blow it out. Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Jesus. Happy birthday. Come on, just pass the candles in the buckets and then get up on your feet. Don't leave yet. We've got great news for you. And then we want you to sing with us and Come put on. some jiggy on. Happy birthday to you. Come on, people. Happy birthday to you. Happy Come on, Pierre. Birthday. 